Hello, everyone. This is Debbie with Inquiry and Curiosity and Wave Radio. I'd like to talk about one of the foundational tools that uh, is used in the work of Byron Katie, which is my method of the method that I use uh, of self-inquiry that um, that I use to to get close to myself, to question stressful beliefs and thoughts that separate me uh, from the people that I love the most in my life. So Byron Katie talks about judging others. That's what it starts with, is we write down a stressful thought about someone, write it down on paper, ask the four questions of the work, and then turn it around. So the work for those of you who might be just tuning in for the first time is four questions and a turnaround uh, that you use to question a stressful thought like, he doesn't care about me. So the four questions are, is that true? Can you absolutely know that that's true? How do you react what happens when you believe that thought? And who would you be without that thought? And so is it true that he doesn't care about me? Uh, can you absolutely know? How do you react? How do you live your life? How do you treat that person when you believe he doesn't care about you? And who might you be using your imagination in that situation? Go back to a situation where you believe they didn't care. But who would you be if that couldn't occur to you? And so that is a very outwardly directed judgment. And when I'm first introducing the work to people, uh, inevitably I'll get the person who raises their hand and says, I don't have a problem with other people. I only have a problem with myself. Can I do the work on myself? And Byron Katie strongly recommends that if you're new to the work, that you first do the work on others. You focus it on other people, not on yourself. Why do you think that is? So just for a moment, listen to the internal dialogue that you have with yourself, especially during times of discomfort or insecurity. Do you notice how in one moment that inner voice could be on your side and then the very next moment it's not on your side? On one moment you might be thinking how great you are and the next minute you're berating yourself for being so egotistical. Michael Singer in The Untethered Soul calls that voice in our heads our inner roommate. And he actually encourages you to externally personify it, to look at it as an inner roommate, to sort of have that distance back. In effect, what you're doing is getting yourself into the observer role, the noticing space of listening to that interior voice, not as if it's you speaking you know, not identifying that internal voice as just a given, that that is coming from your heart. It's an internal roommate. You just try to stop thinking, and what happens? The thinking gets louder. <clears throat> so that internal, room, that internal roommate uh, is really um, conflicting about you. And yet, it seems to be quite singular about other people. It knows for a fact how other people should live, should live. You know, it has all kinds of great advice for everyone else. And it's usually very um, lack of self-doubt. And yet any advice for ourselves, we don't know how to live properly, but we know how you should live properly. So listen because, um, listen to that voice who's judging other people because it's so certain 
it's also the most clear, direct route back to you. Because isn't all of those judgments, aren't all of those judgments actually you anyway? They're your thoughts, right? They're coming from somewhere internally. So Byron Katie has a mini book. Um, and it's just on, it's the work of Byron Katie, an introduction. And in it, she has, <clears throat> there's a question and answer section. And it says, I have a hard time writing about others. Can I write about myself? And her answer is, if you want to know yourself, I suggest you write about someone else. Point the work outward in the beginning and you may come to see that everything outside you is a direct reflection of your thinking. So when I'm thinking about someone else and how they should live, that is my thinking. That's a direct reflection of my thinking when I'm looking at when I when I have a judgment. And she goes on to say it's all about you. Most of us have been pointing our criticism and judgments at ourselves for years. And it hasn't solved anything yet. You know, that inner roommate that is so hard on you, that doesn't give you an inch, doesn't ever let yourself off the hook. It's so harsh. Judging someone else, she says, questioning these judgments and turning them around is the fastest path to understanding and self-realization. So it's definitely a different route than most, say, positive thinking methodologies out there that, that encourage you to silence those beliefs, or at least to always look for the positive, to counteract those judgments with positive thoughts. However, what you're missing is the underpinning of those judgments you have about others. A lot of times when we judge someone else, what's actually going on underneath is a, uh, looking for a sense of security for ourselves. Because those thoughts protect us. If that person, just think about the person who you really think should be living different. It could be your, your best friend who is in a marriage that is less than healthy for that person. Or maybe you see someone being constantly taken advantage of by someone else. And it just gets you so angry that that person doesn't stand up for themselves. And of course, you miss all the places you don't stand up for yourself. But when we think if that person would only stand up for themselves, that maybe, you don't might consciously think this, maybe there's a hope for you. Especially against yourself. So when we do the work on ourselves, that harsh inner roommate, that harsh inner critic, is battling against you. It's, it's trying to find ways to take you down. It's like looking the monster in the face. And, it, it, and that monster is wily. He's clever. You know, you've been listening to that inner voice for so many years that you're actually quite immune to many of the things it says because you're just so used to hearing, there's something wrong with you. Self-loathing is at the core of most of our pain and suffering. And yet when I actually become quite direct with people about that, I don't know, that's not true. Yet I invite you to listen. What is that voice saying and doing? It's saying to you, there's something wrong with you. And that started somewhere along the lines in conditioning. Because you weren't born believing those things. You didn't come into this 
uh, world believing there was something wrong with you. The messaging started from very young. And it's not about blaming our parents because they were also given the same messaging. You know, and I have given it to my children. You know, Any time that I say, in fact, us parents will actually say, what's wrong with you? Is that not giving the message that there's something wrong with them? I've actually been reflecting on this lately in uh, my daughter did something that I was disappointed in. And I noticed I couldn't just give that lesson. I couldn't just say that to her without also giving a good dose of um, guilt and shame along with it. I couldn't just say, uh, I don't think you should be doing it this way. I think that it would serve you better to do it that way. I have to also add in uh, some sort of shame of, why would you think that way? You see the message of how I am causing self-doubt in her if she chose to believe me or get on board with what I was saying. So there I am. I have that opportunity now as a parent to use the judgment I have for my daughter to get closer to myself because I guarantee that every piece of advice or judgment you have about someone else you already have about you. And you're not listening to it. It's too painful to listen to it about yourself. So when you when you start on the work of Byron Katie, listen to those judgments you have about everyone else in your life. Ask yourself the four questions. Turn those thoughts around. He doesn't care about me. Turn that thought around after you've done the four questions. Because it's the four questions that educate you about how you've been living your life and shows you the pain that believing that thought has caused you and the separation that it gives you, um, that it causes in your life. After you've done that exploration, turn that thought around. He doesn't care about me. And boom, you're exploring how you don't care about you. A turnaround is a way of looking at the original thought and looking at it to the opposite. So he doesn't care about me. I don't care about me. In that moment, when I'm believing that my, say, my husband doesn't care about me, how is it that I am not caring about me? I'm believing the worst about myself. I'm standing here and I'm talking in a situation and I'm not standing up for what I believe in. I don't care about me. How do you treat yourself when you believe these things? That question, how do you treat you? It's kind of a difficult one to wrap your brain around. But all the ways that you treat someone else when you give them the cold shoulder, how do you give you the cold shoulder? How do you silence you? How do you separate from you? Another way we might treat somebody, that guilt and shame that I mentioned that I might do to my daughter. How do I guilt and shame me? Well, that is a running dialogue in my mind, probably almost 24-7. Every little thing I do, I revisit it and I guilt and shame me. I should have done better. I should have done it that way. Even these podcasts, I should be doing these better. I should be having them more interesting. People don't want to listen to this. You know, we guilt and shame ourselves all of the time. So how don't I care about me? And I use the judgments of others to get really close. It's kind of the back door in. It's 
kind of tricking that egoic monster that we have going on, that inner roommate who's just so astute, who's so listening. <laughs> this is maybe kind of a morbid example, but, you know, in self-defense classes, they say to, to not uh, immediately, um, for a woman to not immediately go and, it's, you know, for the easy attack on a man and, and knee them in the groin because they've been defending against that their whole life. They know how, that's quick reflexes. So it's the same with that inner roommate. It's, it's, it's been defending against you and attacking you your whole life. Oh, they, what's she doing here? She's looking at me. Oh, I better put my battle, you know, I better put up the walls here. So, but when you, when you direct it outward, they, oh, I'll get on board with this. Yeah, let's judge them, judge them, judge them. And that's how you're waking up to the judgments that you have about yourself and how you're separating from everyone around you. So, uh, yeah. So this work is a little counterintuitive to everything else you're being taught, but I promise you that if you give it its chance, that you're actually more acutely and more directly working on you, you're working on you, and you'll eventually find the direct route to getting close to you and finding kindness and compassion. Because when I believe that someone else should be caring about me, that, <clears throat> that is my temple bell that I'm not caring about me. <clears throat> and I'm not caring about them. So it's my prescription for life to take those judgments and turn them around. And uh, and then I have my, my life's work to care about me. Just to care about me. That is enough. I really don't need any other job but to learn how to care about me and care about others. And And they can then worry about who they should be caring about because I got enough of a job over here. So thank you so much for listening this week. And I will talk to you again next week.